one amma. So says the Gemara that the Arabas were 11 amas high, which enabled them to lean over the top of the Mizbeach one amma. So now, so I printed out here a um, picture of the Mizbeach. Now, this, this picture is really, really, really not scale because if that guy is a person, then he's like 12 feet tall because he's up to four arms high, which means eight feet tall. And there was a lady. He, he's still not eight feet tall. I mean, like, the one guy in the NBA was, I'm only eight feet, no? Yeah, but yeah. a couple of them were so like, kind of so Have you seen me? I'm a lady. So, if this guy's to scale, he's eight feet tall. Anyway, so this is the Mizbeach. So, the Mizbeach had a thing on the bottom called the Yisayid. Mishafach, the Yisayid HaMizbeach. It's fuzzy. Now, um, from this vantage point of the Mizbeach, um, you were, the Mizbeach was, this is how it was in Azar. This is the back of his bath. This is the front. Anyway, so there's the Yisayid, which was one Amma high, one Amma square. Then you have five Amas of, of the next stage. Then there was an indent, and then there was the top of the Mizbeach. So floor to top is one plus five plus three, which is eight, nine, plus... Went in twice one ama. So if you would have something on the floor outside it, you know, without getting too much into like the hypotenuse and that kind of stuff, without you know the angle, it would have to go up nine amas, you know, at least nine amas of height. Plus it would have to go into amas, and it would have to droop over one ama. So you're asking eleven amas to do a lot. Right? You're asking, it says these were 11 amas tall. And yet they drooped over, they drooped over the Mizbeach. That really can't work. Because the Mizbeach purely, if you're like standing back, is nine, the top is 9 amas off the ground. If you add in the two indents, and you're still on the ground, so it's 11 amas of distance that the Arab has to cover. And then you want it to droop over one amma, so you're asking it to do 12 amas. It can't. There's only 11 arms. And that's just the first 400 or however many fit around. Then the ones that yeah, are that's top of that. I'm saying they probably put more, and that has to be longer to, dro- to get over the top. No? Oh, because they're, like, they're more out. They're more out. I'm saying Maybe. if he, Yeah, you know. yeah. So says the Gemara. Says the Gemara. Omar. Maremar. Mishumar Zotra. Shmamina Aliyasayd Monachlahu. Yeah. Here. I took care of all your problems. They were placed on top of the Yisayid. They were placed on top of this one Amma high, one Amma in indentation. So that took care of two Ammas of distance, which means it got you up an Amma and in an Amma. So all it needed to do was eight Ammas of height, one Amma of depth, that's nine, plus the compensation plus the drooping would get it over the Mizbeach one amma. So that is how to get an 11 amma. That would be how you get a one amma droop over the Mizbeach with an 11 amma arava 
even though the Mizbech itself was ten amas plus two indentations high. Says the Gemara, because if you think the Aravas were placed on the ground, that can't be. Now we're going to describe how the Mizbech was constructed. It went up one amma. And went in one amma, vikonas amma, up and in an amma, zel yisoy. That is the yisoy. Allah chamesh vikonas amma. It then went up five ammas and went in an amma, zel seivev. This is the seivev. By the way, the seivev was where the kahanim did their work. The kahanim rarely went to the top of the mizbech. Um, you know, we know that there was like a one amma gap between the kevish and the mizbech. They used to throw from the Kevish to the Mizbech. But the Kahanim usually, I mean, it's nothing like Oster to go on top of the Mizbech. There were certain Abedis who went on top of the Mizbech. Misa Chamayim was on top of the Mizbech. We'll get to it in the fifth parak. But um, the Kahanim did not do their work from the top of the Mizbech. They did their work from the Shechtan on the ground. All Shechit was done on the ground, except for birds. They, they worked on that Seivev. So on the second indentation, up in Amma, in an amma, up five. In an amma, that's where the kahanim did their work. If, I don't know if that picture is accurate. Yes, it is. There's a little kevesh that went up, meaning this is, this is 11 feet off the ground, 12 feet off the ground. You can't just climb there. Most of us, at least. So there's like an extra kevesh that went up to... And they had an amma of work of... of practically speaking, yeah, that. I could work in an amma. <laughs> they had what to go. They, they had to go to uh, do um, Zrika. Uh, Malika, Zrika, you know, Shvicha. Yeah, on the floor. Yeah. be a lot easier if they just went in here. They they don't. They, for most of it, they didn't go to the top. So to, to do all the stuff. Just go here. You over, don't over, 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 over no, the, so that the sheep never went on the side. You shafted it on the floor, right? You shafted it on the floor. You shaft on the floor, did Zrika on the Kronis. Maybe you did Zrika from the Yisai to the Kronis. And then you, when you sliced up the animal, when you sliced, when you cut it into cuts, when you butchered it into cuts, right, you carried it up the Kevish, that, just to throw that into the fire after everything was done. So they went up to the Kevish, they went up to the. Not to, only to burn it, not to do that Vaida. Afterwards, when they burnt it, they brought it up the couch. And they walk on, on the platform? On the top of the bath? Yeah. No, they threw it in the fire. It's much they threw it from the couch to the fire. You have to be strong if you're kind. How do you get with the Ola? The Ola is being already. Yes, yeah, so what it says is very hard. That knows the, the, the portions that it's cut up, and they're specifically, you can't just cut up the cow in, like, in neat packages. There were like, you know, a head is one cut. There was 15 cuts, I think. It's been a while since Kashim worked with Lobasa. But um, the, the, um, there's 15 cuts in the animal, so the head is one. By the way, we have a ton of head. And, but the whole sides are a ton, and you carry them both at once. So and as the Gemara says the Kahanim had to be really, really, really strong. To run up 32 amas, 64 feet, and like, you know, there's a certain incline, it's, you know, the, the Gemara goes through the, uh, the pitch, at like, you know, which, um, you know, how quick it was going up. Um, the Gemara goes through, and you have to slap a side of beef up a 65 foot ramp. You know, it's higher than I can see. Anyone never, did anyone ever walk on the platform? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who? Cool. Yeah. What, the top of them is bad? 
Yeah. It's not also, you could do it. But it's not, it's not required for any of it besides Nishamayim and Nishayayim. It's not required. True Masa, that's not true Masadesha. That's cleaning them is bad. No, in front of Adesha. True Masadesha is, is from, is you take Truma from the Deshan of the bottom. You take a scoop, just a little bit, and take it out. You're talking about cleaning the tapua. Right, that's that's a different. That's a different avodah. It's not an avodah. That's a different job. They were allowed to go on top. Of yeah, yeah, there's no, nothing wrong with going on top. And it was like we have this image that that you did everything on the top of the mizbech. Very little was done on the burning. This is a fire. This is a huge fire. This is a, a pile of wood and a fire. That's a tapua. It's on a wood mizbech. No. So the, Rashi says stone. what they used for the mizbech was stone. And the, what they did was they made it, Rashi says how they made it, like a wedding cake. You take the thing, you make a base, you fill it with rocks and sid, limestone. You pave it. Then you do it again. That was covered in metal, but I'm saying like, this was like filled, Mizbeth was like a ton of stone and bricks and rocks filled in, each one was a, a frame, a box. You fill it up, let it dry, build, it's like a wedding cake. Then you build the next, the next level. Um, we have like this image in our heads, I don't know where it comes from, you know, Faulty elementary score, babe. That, that things were done, you shecht on the top of the Mizbeh. No. You don't shecht on the top of the Mizbeh. It's a, you know, Shechitasa, B'chal Makam Bazar, or B'tzaf and Azar. It was in the Azar. Okay, fine. Says the Gemara. So anyway, um, then, Kanas Amazeu Seivet. Then, Allah Shalish, it went up three more amis, just six feet. Zel Makam Akronis, that would be where the four Kronis of Mizbech. A Mizbech needs Kronis, and that is the top of the Mizbech. And then, if you would have them on the floor, if they would be 11 amis, and they'll be on the floor, how would you achieve this leaning? Therefore, <laughs> you see I'm right. You place them on the side, Shmamina. That's the only way to get an eleven Amma Arava. Eleven Amma Arava to lean over the top of the Mizbeh. Now, I, I you know like fine, perfect, very good. I'm happy with this. I, I don't know. I'm not sure I look through and no one said it. Why is the number eleven magic? Which means why can't you get a 13 Amma Arava? Does the species only grow 11 Amas? By the way, the Ramam doesn't pass in this whole thing. It's nice. The Ramam doesn't pass in this. The Ramam says you could take the Ramam, and I remember I told you we ignored those parentheses before, learned that that Gemara, that Arava less Leshir, is going even on Arava Shabbim English. That, that you could take a, you know, you're messed up Arava and put it on the side of this Bech and be Yodzeh. This is all hit or mitzvah. This is how it's done beautifully. But you can be, yes, other people don't learn like the Ramam said, this is Lee Kuvu. But so the Ramam learns that the whole thing is a hit or mitzvah. So 11 is like a magic number. Like, where does it come from? What, what's 11? And, and, and 11 is what we're, since it's 11, it has to be on the side, not on the floor. Where did 11 come from? What's magic about 11? I, I, don't, I don't know the answer to this. Could just be that that was Masura, was that it was an 11 Amma? Yeah. Right, now we just trying to figure out how to. How how, 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 so yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it's like, why? Like practically, halachically, kabbalistically, like from what? It's part of Aniva Hayashina, probably. But I looked through all the mantras, even magnets doesn't work. 
No. Uh, says the Gemara. Now the Gemara brings a pasuk. Omar, we said it this morning. We're going to say it tomorrow morning. So it's very cool. Omar Babo, Micra. What is the pasuk that we can see a hint to this mitzvah from? Shenemer Isru Chag Bavaisim. You will take, like you will attach, you will surround. That's of us. You will surround with chains. Isru Chag on Chag Ad Karnasim Isbeach. So the pasuk of Isru Chag Bavaisim. Look in Rashi. Rashi says. Rashi says, and surround. So the Rashi's the Rashi explaining that how do you know that you surround the Mizbeah with the Aravis? So Isru Chag they made a Chag by attaching with trees until the Karanais Amizbeah. So the Karnas of Mizbeach were on top of the Mizbeach, so you see that the Arobas had to go to the top of the Mizbeach. Now we're going to dash in several other drushes from this Pasig of Isru Chag Bavaisim. We're no longer going to be talking about Arobas. Amr Babo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And what does the Ramam do with this? If, if it's braiding up onto the court? I agree it's a beautiful thing. Aren't you not allowed to put a tree next to the Mizbeach? Mm-hmm. Isn't that fair to say that straight up? Call it a Teyash Sheyetz Only if you plant it. Only if it's alive. Oh. This is your root to eat. Your Mizbeach is huge. No. I mean, yeah. In Azar? Tons of space. What was the floor made? Stone. Stone. Yeah. Which, that, there were grooves, we'll see. But knows what you're asking bothered me yesterday. It says you suck in Hariashal Dekel into the floor. Um, you know, like <laughs> how do you stick it into a marble floor? Yeah. Um says the Gemara Amar Babo Amar Blazer, Kalanaital Lulav Ba'agada. Anyone that takes a Lulav with its tie, Vahadas Ba'avusa, and a hadas with its chain. Malalavakasa, the Torah considers it ki'ilubanam is beach. It's as if he built them as beach, the hikravol of carbon, and brought a carbon. How do we know this? Shinamar, Isru Chag Bavaisim. If you attach, which is Lashon Asr, you tie. That's, that's where you get Aguda. On Sukkis, which is Chag, Bavaisim with the chain. What's the chain? The Adasim have the chain. Ah! It is considered up until Karnas and like you do what you do on the top of the Mizbech. And therefore, if a person does Lulav properly, the Talmud properly, it's as if he brought a carbon, which is a Mayuridika thing. <coughs> and, and one last, um, one last, um, one last uh, drasha from this Pasik. Um, and it was the, the Kapas Tamar, I forgot to the Kapas Tamar speaks out. That how do we see this? We see this because it doesn't say big harness on his bear. What gives us the right to darshan this pasik that it's talking about arava and it's like you brought a carbon? So the kapas tamarim says the diak is it doesn't say isru chag ba'avaisim big harness on his which would mean within them. It means odd. It's up until. What do you mean it's up until? So it's up until as in considered like bringing a carbon on the mizbeach.
The next, the next Gemara, actually, the Ramah Paskins. According to everybody he's learning, shouldn't it be, you know how sometimes the Gemara says, Gadol Yom HaVishonim, or, or a little less. So here, ah, yeah. 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 yeah, 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 could be, yeah, yeah. Now, this, no one here was Makayim, probably. And some that we definitely need to before. Says the Gemara, Anyone that makes an appendage, an addition to Yantif, with more eating and drinking, which means it's not enough the amount of eating and drinking you did on Yantif, that you have to add on a day to after Yantif of more eating and drinking. There are more Isruchad, that's the Lush. Isruchad, from this passage. We're making this Russia right now. Where does Isruchad come from? What's Isser? This Pasuk. Anybody that adds, it's using Isser. This is the third way we're using Isser. First we had Isser Chag Bavaisim, who was talking about the Rava. Then we do Isser Chag Bavaisim, was tying, Isser is tying your Lulav. Now we're Isser Chag, which means Isser is like an appendage. If you make an appendage to Yantif, Bachila Bashtiya, with more eating and drinking, Malal of Akasav, the Torah considers a Kilobonim as Beach, as if you built them as Beach, the Hikril of carbon. And you brought a carbon shenamar isru chag ba'avosim. If you add on avos, avos is lashin fat animals. Of is thick, right? Of means thick. So if you add on to yontif with thick ones, meaning thick fat animals, ad karnas hamizbeach. It's as if you reach the karnas hamizbeach. So you can't um, use like uh, special donuts when taking about rishchidish, and uh, you have to do baser. Yes. There's a chiv to that. There are more passing this. Do we not pass like the first sheet in Rashi? Oh, so yes. The Ramah brings from the Yeshem of Rashi. Yes. Let's read the Rashi Mendel's talking about. Last, last wide line on top. Bachiv Shtiyah. So, so, um, so the first pshat of Rashi is, it means on Yontif. Shekar lechag aynik b'maychelu mishta. The second pshat, v'yeshemrim, is yayim shal achar hachag. And the Ramah paskins the Yeshayim in Rashi. But doesn't the Tyrus say that you have to be Samachat Bechagecha? Right, so right. So why do we need this Limud from, yeah. from Nabi? Well, so, no, so, <laughs> to, it, the, no, the Tyrus says it's, it's a Chiv, but it doesn't say but it's a Chiv, but a carb. Oh. Meaning, Yenner prime rib that you ate on Pesach, who says it's like you brought a carb? Yeah. It's good chicken, this uh, meal. That's a chicken shredder. So as Rashi says, no, Rashi says, Behemus. Behemus of it's a Shemenus. Prime beef. <laughs> says the Gemara, Omar Cheskia, Omar Birmir, Shemeshim Reichai. Kola Mitzvah's Kula, this is a very halachadik. All the Mitzvah's in Adam Yaitse Behen Ella, Derech Gedilusim. You have to be Yaitse the way they were growing. Which means whenever you have a mitzvah that is a, an agricultural product, you have to use it the way it was growing. So the classic example is lulav and esrik. You have to hold the lulav the way it was on the tree. You have to hold the esrik the way it was on the tree. But I've seen this discussed 
Bear, I, I saw someone, Claire, like people, a lot of people read Swarm nowadays, so you don't have to get that nervous in the shadows. But I saw someone, Claire, Besamim on Matzah Shabbos. How do you know which way the clothes grew? I, I see that song somewhere. That's why you shake it. You That's why you shake it goes around and around. I really wanted to find, like, where. Like, I, I'm like, look at this morning. Where did I see that shadow recently? I stopped there within the last year. I saw that written somewhere. That's so why it's part of these. I'd say this summer. Yeah, they, 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 they know which way it goes. Exactly. Shanamar, like it says, Atse Shitim Oimdin. Like it says in the Torah, Atse Shitim Oimdin. It says in the Torah that the. When Moshe Rabbeinu built the Mishkan, he made the Krushim out of Atzei Shittim Oimdim. So now, um, so how do you learn this out everywhere else? Like, oh, one second, one second. For how do you learn it there? Okay. So the Meiri explained, Atzei Shittim Oimdim doesn't mean, it's, Atzei Shittim Oimdim is not a red flag. So the Torah says, stand up Atzei Shittim. It doesn't say which direction it has to be in. How do you Bechal learn from Atzei Shittim Oimdim? Without saying Atzei Shittim Oimdim, maybe you lay them on the floor. Maybe you build them like brick by brick. Stop me. No, they're standing. So where do you see that? So the Meiri says the drasha is from. It could have said vasisa kirashim aindim. It could have said the krashim or aindim. Why does it have to stick it in the middle of the pasuk vasisa krashim atzei shitim aindim? We know already what the ingredients of the krashim were from Parshas Truma. So why does it have to? We know what the krashim are made out of. So why does it have to say Vasisa Krushim and in the word Atse Shitim Oimdim? Could have said Vasisa Krushim Oimdim. So Zaptamiri, we see from the fact that the Torah said the Krushim which are Oimdim have to be the way that Atse Shitim were Oimdim. And we see that that's how mitzvahs have to be. Um, why, why is it like that, Mendel? It's probably a binyanaf. That if the Torah requested it here, there's no reason to be machalic between that and other mitzvahs, and therefore you have to keep it like that by other mitzvahs. So the, the Gilyani Ashas, which is Rabbi Vengel, he says, interesante svara, which everyone argues, he says that the reason why mitzvahs have to be done, now, derech gidilasan, it's like we find by lavin. So if you eat pig, you're not over on a derisa, which is of course very, very useful. You know, when a person has to take gelatin for medicines, so we're moderate, no problem, because you know, we, 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 don't, we don't encourage it. But if it's necessary, it's no problem, because that's not this or why, because that's not derachanosa. It's not derachanosa. So we find this concept by Lavin of derech that if you're over a lav, not the normal way, you're not over a lav. So the Gulyan Yashas, the wants to have, that that's the requirement of mitzvahs to be derech gedilasa. That, that you see the Torah when it comes to lavin demands that it's done the normal way without doing something the normal way. It's not called doing it. So, so too when it comes to a mitzvah's essay, if it's not done the right way, the normal way, the way it's growing, it's like a Azevi Shalai Kedar Hanasa. That's how Rebbe Engel explains this concept. But everyone asks on him, if that's true, you don't need a Pasuk. 
The Gemara seems to need to darshan from Atzi Shitamaimdim. If it's a din inch like Darchanase, you don't need to say a Pasik for that. So that you know that that's why they reject the the Rabbi Yisrael. Would this apply let's say to Binyan uh Yes and and the And you know, all the Kalim in the Bay Samikdash and the Mishkan? That everything has to be built. Well, one time, wood is possible for Kalim. Okay, then nothing else grows. Gold doesn't grow, it is. Nothing else grows. Wood is possible. You can get there in the, in the fifth parrot. Wood is quote, possible. They didn't quote um, on the Mishkan or the Vesem English gold plated wood? Nope. I mean, they the did. Art. The bias was wood, but, um, the art, but that's no? not a mitzvah. That's not a kale. The Mishkan was, no. was a mitzvah. Like to build the minion, the, uh, it was a bias. To build the Vesem English is not, not, not a mitzvah. It, it was a mitzvah, but it's not an Asiyas HaMitzvah. You're not doing a mitzvah. The, the Kroshim was a mitzvah that Meshur Abbeinu had. We'll just do one more drasha from this pasuk, and then we'll stop. Tanya nami hachi, atze shitem aimdim, atze shitem that are standing shaimdim darak kedilas, and they stand the way they're grown. So you, they would have to like make a note, maybe they could tell from the grain that this tree grew like this, and they would have to like have an arrow this way up. Davracharet, davrachar aimdim, that what does it mean atze shitem aimdim shemamidem es tzipuya. The way the Mishkan was constructed is that the wood held the gold rather than the gold having an independent way of standing. Which means, if I tell you to take a pole, have wood on the inside, gold on the outside, you have two options how to keep it up. You could have the wood standing on its own and the gold with its own way of standing that it's not really hanging on to the wood, it's standing on its own. You have like an independent mold for the gold, and it stands on its own. Says the Torah, no, atze shitim aimdim. The gold is being stood up by the atze shitim. And one last pasik, one last drasha, davar acher shaimdim that they davar acher aimdim they stand forever because shema timer avat siver mubatal sichuyam when the mishnah when the mishkan gets hidden. We know that the Mishkan was buried. We don't know where it is. You may think that the Atzishitim disintegrated. Tamlemer Atzishitim Aimdim. No, wherever the Mishkan is buried, the Atzishitim are still standing. That these Atzishitim will be standing forever. Even though the Mishkan itself is buried, the Atzishitim will never lose their form. They'll be standing forever and ever. These two other Achers. Are they masking? Not long dish, but fascinating. Fascinating. Wow, that's that's my life. That's life is not long dish, but fascinating. Okay. So we were saying quotes last night from Reb Yirmiya so we're going to continue fasting. Vomar Cheskia Amar Birmia. It's like uh, fifteen lines down on Mem Hayim Abayz. Vomar Cheskia Amar Birmia Mishum Shem Reichai. Yachel Ani says Mishum Shem Reichai. I am able lifter as Kol Ha'Elam to patter up the whole world. Every single person that lives on earth, 
min hadin from any justice, any judgment that may they may be facing. Min hadin from any judgment. Miyayim shinavresi from the day I was created ad ata until nowadays. Which means, I have the schusim to exempt. I have credits. You know, I'm all people sell tax credits. I have credits that can potter up the entire world from any din, from any Yiddish that they may have from the day I was created until today. So there's two important things to, to uh, discuss. How? And so I was wanting to do it. I, I, I could. And which world? The Gatons of Elf. No, in the world to come. Oh, I don't have that. You well, must have the news of Svarim Jabbar. This is in parentheses, Rashi. Oh, you want that? You want to No. So, Rabbin Hananel, who's a Rishon, he says an incredible thing. Rabbin Hananel says that Rabbi Shimbar Yechai, and we'll see in a second, his son Rabbi Lazar, they got nothing from Elam Hazar. They derived zero benefit or pleasure from Elam Hazar. And it seems that a, a person has, my crude understanding of the Rebbe Hanan, a person has a certain amount of allowance that you're able to be netted from Elam Hazar. They use none of it. That builds a credit by the Rebbe which means you have the right to partake in El Haza a certain amount, some more, some less, but you have a right. People like Rav Shimbar Yechai and his son or Belazer that didn't, they, they have a built-up credit in this world that therefore they're owed something. And that credit is so great that with that credit, it could pot our people from their din for having partook in Elam Haza more than they should have, because that's why any of us get any punishment, because we partook in Elam Haza. So it seems like it's like, you know, it's like um, a carbon tax credit, like you could like swap it, that I have a right to get X benefit from Elam Haza, Roshim Barichai doesn't, Roshim Barichai didn't, so he could trade it. Now, uh, you know, the, that's, that, those are the words of Ben Hanal, that's my understanding. I just want to shell Tzu, the Der Hashem, the Ramchal says in Der Hashem, that when you do something for somebody else, when you accept somebody else's punishment, it works exponentially. Which means, you know, like, you know, when you, when you buy something, sometimes there's leverage that, you know, for $1,000, you can leverage $100,000 worth of equity. So something called leverage, like a seesaw, that with a little bit of push in one area due to weights and zachen, or markets, or bets, or loans, or derivatives, you can leverage something much, much bigger. Narmchal says, if you take somebody else's punishment, the leverage is incredible, because for you, it's, it's a one-to-one ratio. For somebody else, the ratio becomes massive. So if I take punishment for somebody else, which is apparently what Roshim Ba'echai does, is doing, then the ratio, the leverage that he's able to do is for the entire world. He's giving credit. He's giving credit, right. But from his maideya, yeah, but I'm saying about the same idea, from his non 
benefit for Elamhazit that the transfer of that is leveraged. So the question is, okay, so that's the lumbus of how it would work. So why didn't it work? So the Archaner says, Archaner says, Akash Baruch said no. Which means, the sentence is a strictly unfinished. I could. And you didn't because what you decided you don't like anyone? Like, what, what's the end of the sentence? So the Archaner finishes the sentence for us. The Archaner says, the end of the sentence, Akash Baruch said no. That I, I'm the executor of these credits. I'm holding the asset, and I do not approve of the transfer, which means I want you to keep your schar, and I do not want the schar to go to the rest of the world. That's how the Rafaner learns what's the end of the sentence. I could, but I didn't. Maybe he's just saying that I have enough credit, but you want to say no. No, so then he's wrong. No, then he's wrong. No, we don't want to. The way you just ended the sentence, Roshim Baruch is wrong. You made, a, you made an error in math. You thought you could afford such and such. You can't. You, you, mis, you misjudged your assets. Nah, that's not a nice way to end it. Is that what it is? It, the way you're saying it. No, I'm saying that I have enough, but the Rebbein Shalom rejected me. That's, that's what the Rebbein Shalom I'm not allowing the trade. Right, that's what the Rebbein Shalom Yeah, 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 oh, not, okay, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> Continues the Gemara. V'ilmali Elazar b'ni imi and if you would include my son Elazar in this cheshbin, I can potter up the world not just for Tsaris, for Averis, from the day I was born till today, but from the day the world was born till today. Vilmali Elazar b'ni imi, miyem shinivra ha'olam v'arachshav. From the beginning of the world till now. So the next kasha, so the lumbus would be the same, and Rabbi Loz, Rabbi we know, was in the Myra, was in the cave. That's good. Sounds like Rabbi Loz greater than Rabbi Shimon. Oh, oh, that's what we have to do. But no, so we know Rabbi Loz, Rabbi was in the cave with Rabbi Shimon right now as we speak. And we know that Rabbi Loz, Rabbi experienced the same lack of partaking in Elam Hazar, Rabbi Shimon So the Rabbi Nechananos Chesh works for Rabbi Loz, Rabbi But the question is, question is, so how long did Shimbar Yechai live? Let's just say 120 years. So Shimbar Yechai had 120 years worth of credits. Shimbar Yechai probably lived 4,000 years after the uh, world was created, you know, 3,800 years after the world was created. So Rabbi Lazar has 3,800 years of credit. So what's the spare? Rabbi Shimbar Yechai... You said that each person has a certain chalik of Elam Hazza that... So Rabbi Shimbar Yechai, you know, you're saying... Maybe the chalik that he had was much... Smaller so, than the than than his son had. His son had a so disparate. Of, some people live a few years. Some people live a really. Years. Meaning, meaning, Rishim Baruchai only got X much credit. I hear. No, I hear. Something like that. So Darchaner says. Darchaner says, this is a raya to Schus Harabim. That if it would be a Lazar himself, he would have had. Maybe more, maybe less, little, but a little. Maybe a little more, maybe a little less than Rabbi Shem himself. But the power of two is not just double. It's not the sum of its parts. It's not just double the power of one. It increases an incredible amount. And Rabbi Shem finishes the sentence. Rabbi Shem finishes the sentence. Vilmale yoisim benuziyot. If the Melech Yehuda, Yosem Ben Uziyo, Yosem Ben Uziyo, was a king, 
he was a tzaddik of a king, and he was a son of a tzaddik of a king, and he was the biggest unav from all the kings. And anivas also is a self-sacrifice, self-mitigation. Anava is something, if the, if the reason for, if we're going to take the Rabbi Hanama to the next level, if the reason why Shimbai Chai could, could parlay his, his lack of partaking in Elam Hazeh to save others, Yaisim, who literally self-sacrificed himself, that he was such an anav that the Torah called him, the Malachi called him Ben Yechabarav. Uh, we've all heard the expression Ben Yechavarav. Ben Yechavarav was said on Yosef Menuzio. And Yosef Menuzio was the biggest unav. He, you know, he, whenever he made a dintero, his father had saras, he said, my father would pass him, my father would pass him. It wasn't his father, it was really him. So if Yosef Menuzio would be together with us, then we could ponder the world from saras. So Roshim Rechai did it during his lifetime. Rabbi Lazar did it from the beginning of time till then, and Yosem and Yo would do it from then till the end of time. But once again, Akash Baruch rejected the deal. From the day the world was created until the end. So two of them had the Midah of Nael Hazah and one had the Midah of Anova? But yeah, but it's like along the same lines of sacrificing your, your Zich. If you sacrifice your Zich, then the Rabbi Shalom owes you. Says in the name of I've seen people that are bnei aliyah. That bnei aliyah means people that are are compatible with the shechina. We use the word ben aliyah, someone a growing person, which is a takeoff of this gemara. The gemara is using ben aliyah as in somebody who is able to ascend and. See the Rebbeinu Shalom, the Kabbalim Pnei Ashkina. So Rabbi Shemayichai said, "There's very few of them." Imelafein, if there are a thousand such people in the world, Aniu Bnei Mehem, you can rest assured, me and my son are amongst those thousand. Imayahein, if there are one hundred people in the world that are Mekabli Pnei Ashkina, Aniu Bnei Mehem, me and my son are there. And if there are only two people in the world that merit seeing the Shekhinah, you know who they are. It's me and my son. So, Darchaner asks, what happened to Yosem? What happened to Anivas? I was just going to say, Yosem was young. Yosem was young. So, first of all, the first answer is, in that dar. Yosem wasn't in that dar, so not to talk about. But a second answer, we'll take his word for it, there's a sefer called the Sefer Agilgulu. Try Yaz at home. He reads it late at night. Yeah, that's that Rizal says. In the Sefer Agilgulu, it says, Der Shimon Bar-Yechai is a Gilgul of Yosem. And therefore, when Shimon Bar-Yechai said, Ani, it included Yosem. Whatever that means. Continues the Gemara. Really? Is that few people? Is there that few people that actually could see the Shina? Umizutra Kulahai? Is it so few? Vaha Marava, 
Rabbah says as follows, Tam Nisrei Alfi, 18,000 Dara rows of people, Havadikamei Kuchabrichu, are in the inner sanctum of the Rebbein are in front of the Rebbein can't see the Rebbein So, it's for sure not two, it's not even a hundred, it's not even a thousand, there's 18,000 rows of people that can see the Rebbein Shenemar Saviv around the Rebbeinu Shemar Nesrael is 18,000. Answers the Gemara, yes, but there's two levels. Lekasha. Hadamistakli basfaklaria miru. Those, there are those that can see through a clear glass. <coughs> no interruption. Mamish a clear view. Hadamistakli basfaklaria miru. And then there are those that cannot see through a clear glass. So like, it's sort of like a frosted window. So if you see this frosted, this is a really sharp one, but like if you have like, you know, like a shower door, you can see a, a figure behind there, but you can't see exactly what they are. That's the difference between aspaklaria hamaira, a clear glass, and aspaklaria shenamaira, that you can see what's going on behind there. You know, if like a person is dancing, you can see behind like a stained glass or, or a frosted glass. But it's not a clear picture. So yes, there's 18,000 rows of people in front of the Rebbein that can see the Rebbein There are 1,000, 100 or two that can see the Rebbein clearly. Aren't they making a distinction between those who are dead and those who are alive? Good. I don't know how to answer because it's going to be even more shver from the next tomorrow. 18,000, you're looking at the people that are already there. Yeah. He's saying, no, the people that are here, the B'nai Aliyah. <coughs> Why can't it be the people that are up there? Some can see him clearly and some can't. It's a level of... Who's yeah, but no, but he's saying, no, he's saying, the Gemara is saying, what's special about this 100,000 or two? <clears throat> 200 or 1,000? I'll be saying, yeah, over the years, I, I guess the answer is, is that if it's so small, there's not enough generations to equal 18,000. Which means you're not going to get something different up there if you weren't ready for it here. So, it, so obviously that collection of 18,000 rows are the people that were zeichet to it here on earth. They then get you know, the upstairs view when they die and go up to Shemaim. <coughs> but the numbers don't jive. There simply aren't that many diarists that if it's such a sparse thing that you'll ever amount to 18,000 rows of people. Now, the Marshal asks a question, plead the question, and awesome question, plead the answer. We're all familiar with the Pasuk and the Torah. There will never be a Navi Navi like Mesha Asherai, Hashem Panim Al Panim, that the Nevuas Mesha, and this is one of the um, Animamans that uh, we believe that Moshe Rabbeinu saw it with a different clarity than everyone else did. And we have to believe this because the Torah, we believe, is, is given from Moshe, which is the word of Hashem, rather than a Nevoah being an image of Hashem. So we need to believe that Nevoah's Moshe is different. And what was the difference between Nevoah's Moshe and the Nevoah of other Nevi'im? The difference between Nevoah's Moshe and the Nevoah of other Nevi'im was Moshe Rabbeinu was Basfaklaria Meira and the other Nevi'im weren't. So asks the Marsha a bomb kasha. Aspaklaria Meira is the level reserved for Meish Rabbeinu. And now you're awarding Aspaklaria Meira to either Roshim Rechayin Asad or 100 people or But bottom line is, it's not Meish Rabbeinu. Says the Marsha, 
This is what it means, Chacham Adif Minavi. That to achieve clarity through Nevoa, you're right, it was limited to Mesha. To achieve clarity through Chachma, to achieve clarity through Chachma, other people are Zeichatas Vaklari Meir. Now, it doesn't mean that, that Rishim Barachai knew more than Mesha Rabbeinu. But the clarity that Rav Shimon Bar Yechai achieved with his Chachma was the same kind of clarity in its Indian that Moshe Rabbeinu received in his Nevoah. That's what the Marsha is saying. An awesome Marsha. That, yeah, a Spaklari era of Nevoah is reserved for Moshe Rabbeinu. A Spaklari era, that clarity of, a, of like, like a squeaky clean glass of Chachma was achieved by Roshim Barichai. <clears throat> Says the Gemara, um, and those that are able to see with this clear vision, is it that few? Because your distinction is, yeah, those 18,000 rows had like, obscured views. The rest of the rows, you know, the, the few had aspaklarim. Really, is it reserved for that few people? Vaham, Rabbi. Abaya said, Pachas Alma, there is never less in the world. Metalasin Vishisa Tzadiki from 36 Tzadikim, Dimakabla Apeshina that see the face of the Shina Bachal Yaim every day. And this we all know is the Lamid Vav Tzadikim, that in every generation, just 36 Tzadikim, the Lamid Vavniks, that see the Shina. So we see that it's not just Rabshim Rai In fact, every single generation has 36 people that are Raya Pineshina Bachal Yaim. Do they realize it? Isn't that what they say, that if you think you're one of them, you're not? Shenemar ashrei kolchoyche loy. Lucky is all those that see him. Loy, bigamatria, lamed vav, bigamatria, is 36. Says the Gemara, says the Gemara, leikasha. Not sure. Hadaili bivar, hadaili bar. Yes, there's Meshra, there, see Baspak Laramira, and the 36th Sadiqim see Baspak Laramira. There's a difference. Where Rashi learns is Rabshimbari Chai and his son enter without knocking. Meaning they have such carte blanche, they have such full access, they don't need to request permission before, before going in. They're that Heimish. <laughs> the others could see the Shrina by knocking. But I saw other other people learn a pshat. The Marsha says this. Hadaili bar. There are those that get to enter with their kids. Vahadaili baloy bar, which means Roshim Bar Yechai had such had such a level that not only was he able to to have such a shchina, such a presence of the shchina, such access to the shchina, he was able to bring his kid in to that matzav also. He was able to impart. That level of shchina to his kids. Hadaili Belebar, the thirty-six tzaddikim in every generation, they do not have uh, granted access to their kids. They're they're good for their lives, but they don't have access for their kids. And that's the stuff over Meshur Rabbeinu. So and and I don't know if we're mechalti Meshur Rabbeinu anymore. Like yeah yeah. So who who walked uh, who walked in Shemayim with Hashem? Yerachim and Avah, whatever. Mivarish. Who are the three people? Moshe, Hashem, David, and Yeram. 
The Gemara Nadarim says that four people are hush of kames. Four people are like they are not alive. Suma, a blind person, Ani, a poor person, Misha'in the Bon, some that Nebuch doesn't have kids, and a Mitzayr. Mitzayr from this week's parasha. This question is why are these people considered like they're dead? If it's that Mitzayra and these four people in general have Yisurim, it's not true. We said this morning in Hal, Yasser Yisrani Ka, HaKosh Baruch could give me Yisurim, Ulam Avislein but he did not put me to death. So Yisurim are not to be equated with death. So what is it about a Mitzayra that he's considered dead? So Chaim Shmulevit says, what these four people have in common is that they're unable to give. They're unable to have a human connection and to be mahana and to give and to help other humans. And living is not defined as breathing, eating, sleeping. Living is defined as giving. Living is defined as having positive human interaction. And these four people, their positive interactions with humans are severely stunted, therefore they're hush of kames. So for instance, a summa, in a way that's not true with a deaf person, is very unaware of his surroundings. And therefore it becomes very, very pinges on his difficulty, it impinges on his ability to give to others. He's always taking from others. He can't do anything on his own. He cannot give to others. So it's like he's dead. And Ani, a person who is constantly taking, is unable to be in a position of giving to others. So it's like he's dead. A person that has no children, although, you know, Adrav, it looks like he's having, you know, the, the most gishmaka life, you know? A yuppie, he lives in the city, in an apartment, he makes a good income, doesn't have no kids to weigh him down, but he's not giving to anybody in a real way. You know, gives to his stock, but he doesn't give to a person in the way that a parent gives to a kid, he's not living. And finally, a Mitzayra, Boda Yeshev, Mechutz Lamachna Moshavoy, that he's alone, he has to live outside of society. If you have to live outside of society, you cannot give to society. You're dead. And that's how Chaim Shemlevitz learns that the Dalad Chshuvim Kemes is because living is being Mahana and Metiv and helping others. Anything short of that is considered dead. A Mitzayra, a Mitzayra, his punishment is outside of the Machana. It's like he's dead. Now, Let's see if we could expand this from Chantra Levitz. Why is he dead? Why is he dead? Because he's outside of society. Why is he outside of society? Because he tried ripping apart people. The Gemara says, who, he tried making a period between man and wife, get out. He tried making a period between man and his friend, get out. His death is because he ripped apart society. 
fits beautifully with a vart I once heard from this and Alpert. Dovetails Mamish Gorgeous. The famous, famous, famous madrash in this week's parsha that there was this this Rachel that was going around saying Man Baichai, Man Baichai, who wants love, who wants life, who wants life. Rabzir said, What's that guy selling? What, what potion is he selling for life? And they said, they brought him in and he said, who wants life? Who wants to see good days? Watch your mouth. Watching your mouth is the secret to life. Like we just saw. Ms. Alfred says, where do you put the question mark in that Pasuk? So traditionally, we put the question mark before Mitzar L'Shen Chameru. Mi'ishachavtzchayim who wants life, Oyev Yom L'Rastayim, who wants to have Gishmakia life. Mitzar L'Shen Chameru, watch your mouth. Don't speak Lashon Hara. Miss Nalpert says no. Yeah, tell me not to speak Lashon Hara. How am I supposed to do that? What's the Eitzah not to speak Lashon Hara? Miss Nalpert says change the question mark. Mi'ishachavtzchayim, question mark. Who wants life? The answer, obviously, is don't kill people. Don't speak Lashon Hara. But what's the Eitzah how? You want to know the Eitzah? Love your days. Love living. See the good in people. If you see the good in people, then of course, you're not going to want to say anything bad about them. The secret to the secret to life, the secret to not being dead, is seeing the good in people and being native to them. And that's what Rizan Alpert says. That's the Pshat Nesfas. Mishachavitzchayim, question mark. Look at your days. Love days. Why? How do you love the day? If you don't walk around saying, that guy's a jerk, that guy's a ganav, that guy's a mamsha, that guy's a rasha, then of course you're going to come home in bad mood at the end of the day. If you love your days, then Lurai's time, ah! If you start loving people, then you're not going to say Lashon Hara, and that's how the Pasig works. And that's what we saw from the Reb Chaim Shmulevitz, that seeing the good in other people, seeing the good, doing the good, being native, having positive interactions with people, is the side of life. That is life. And that's why Metzer is considered dead, and that's why it's Mihai Shechavetz Chaim, who loves life, that's the secret to life. Get out. Uh... So, we quoted in the Mishnah two versions of what they said as they took leave of the Mizbeach on the last day of Sukkot. The first one was, first one was Yevcham Mizbeach, Yevcham Mizbeach. The other ones were Blazreimer, Lika Vilach Mizbeach, Lika. Vilach Mizbeach. To Hashem and to you the Mizbeach. To Hashem and to you the Mizbeach. They took leave of the Mizbeach by saying, Hashem and the Mizbeach, thanks a lot. Asks the Gemara, basic Hasha, we know that we are never, ever allowed to group with another entity. Says the Gemara, we're about 10 lines before the lines get wide on. Memheim Abeis says the Gemara B'shas Petirasa. My name is my name is Vaha Kamishtatev. I, you are combining. 
Shem Shemayim V'davar Acher, Hashem's name together with another entity, Vitanya. We learned in our Bryson. Kol Mishdat if Shem Shemayim, Kol Mishat if Shem Shemayim V'davar Acher, anybody that combines Hashem's name with another entity, Nekar Mena Elam gets uprooted from the world, Shenemar, Bilti Hashem Livadai, Hashem must be remained by himself. So the says, yeah, you have to like chop the sentence in half. Hachikamar. To Hashem we thank. And to you, the Mizbech, we praise for doing your job. But we're not thanking both of you together. The Gra changes the next word to Mavarchim, because why would I repeat it? To you, Hashem, we Mavarch. To you, the Mizbech, on the Mikalsen, we praise for doing your job. So a very simple answer to a very simple problem, that we're not actually grouping the Rebbein together with the Mizbech. We're saying each one deserves their thanks and their praise. Okay. One more Gemara, before we get back to real Sugya. So the Mishnah, this Gemara is not actually on this part of the Mishnah. The Mishnah said that they would do a uh, the same in the Zeth and they do it during the week. But the Gemara says, the end of the Mishnah was that Rabbi Yechon and Mabreka says they used to put Chariyash Odeka, which is branches of a Lulav tree, which are Lulavim. They used to surround the Mizbeach with Lulavim. So now we have to see what is, where does this come from? And based on where it comes from, it, you know, it could change a lot. What is Rabbi Yechonah ben Breka's reason for surrounding the Mizbeach with lulavs? says the Gemara, It says in the Torah, when it discusses kapais tomorrow, so it uses a plural lashon. Now we know that we only take one lulav, we know that we only take one lulav. So if we only take one lulav, why does it say a plural lashon? So we already darshaned out of kapes tamarim. We already darshaned that the lulav has to be an entity that can expand. It can't be one solid branch because then it can't uh, be mekayim kapes. But the Gemara here darshans another thing. The chesiv kapes shnayim. Kapes means two lulavim. Achas lulav achas lulav one for the Lulav and one for the Mizbeach. Now it comes out the way Tysus learns that Rebbechna Membreka is arguing on the entire Arava thing. That Tysus says, when Rebbechna Membreka says here, you take the Lulav, Achas Le, Achas Le Lulav, Achas Le Mizbeach, he's ditching the whole Arava thing. Rebbechna Membreka disregards everything we've said. And this parak until now, about this whole Aveda of Arava, he argues on it, and, and Tyson says this makes no difference on the regular days of Sukkot, on Hishan Arava. Tyson learns that saying is that there is no Aveda of Arava, rather we just surround the Mizbech with Lulavim instead. The re- if there's no Arava, there's nothing to talk about. He doesn't have a pasuk for our rabbi. Measurements apply to it. Yeah, it's a regular lulav. No, the measurements of the chadasar. Oh no, 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 no. yeah, no. The way Tyson, 
Yeah, Tyson is saying it's Dairaisa, which means how did we get the Pasik, how did we, one of the sources for Arava was Arvei Nachal, two Aravas, one for the Luluv, one for the Mizbeach. So he has a source for two Luluv, and one for the Luluv, and one for the Mizbeach. And just like we got the source for Arava from the two Aravas, he gets the source from two Luluv, and there is no Arava. Tyson says, Rabbi Yechanan Rabbi Yechanan disagrees with the whole Arava thing. The Ritva can't accept that. The Ritva says, I mean, <laughs> we've been talking about this Arava straight, but the less pliga, with no, no one arguing. And you have this Rabbi Yechanan and without explicitly arguing, you're claiming he ditched the whole thing that we've been discussing for months, aren't it? That can't be. Can't be. The halachal Mishim Sinai, in any case, was after the Deiraisa level, which means if we, we, had, we had two levels of two. We had halachal Mishim Sinai and, and Pasik for Arava, and then we had Minig Nevim and Yusayid Nevim. So in, the, in the higher level, the halachal Mishim Sinai was only to replace the Pasik. If you hold that this Pasik, we're going to Pasik, is Deiraisa. So the Ritva doesn't accept it. The Ritva says Rabbi Echanan Mabreka is in addition to Arova. Yes, fine, you can have a Pasik. The Pasik's not a stira. And this Pasik of uh, Lulav, fine, it's Deiraisa. Even if you want to learn like this chat, it's Deiraisa. It's in addition to Arova. It's not to supplant, to replace Arova. That's one reason. Rablevi says no. The whole thing is symbolic, which means, of course, he keeps that rava on whatever level you want to learn it, either Dairaisa, Halakha, Mishinah, Minig, Nimeb, Sedevim. It's all Dairaisa. It's all symbolic. It's not arguing on a rava. There's something very symbolic about a lulav that we'd like to display. We'd like to display. Rashi says it's Mepersh. Time of Derbech, I'm break a lot of me, Kronopic. It's not learned from a Pusik. A lulav is a beautiful simon to Yisrael, and therefore to bring out the symbolism of lulav, we surround the mizbeach with a lulav. But this isn't meant to supplant, to uproot anything. It's just a nice piece of symbolism. Says Gemara, what's the symbolism of a lulav? Kitamar. The lulav is a product of a date tree, a tamar. Ma tamar zet, just like a date tree. It has only one heart. So to the Yidden only have one heart to the Rebbeinu Shleilu. So a lulav, we'll discuss a couple of Pshatim right now, a lulav has levechad, and therefore it resembles the Yidden that also have levechad. So Rashi learns very simply. The Rashi says, all trees have sap. The way a palm tree grows, all the sap gets dedicated to the middle. The, a, a palm tree doesn't... What happens is, as when it gets so high, the branches themselves split out, but the tree doesn't dedicate any sap, any resources to side branches. It's a very focused tree, which means you have like a beautiful like um, pine tree or like you know, a tree with a lot of branches. 
it may be very broad and very wide, but there's a lot of mixed messages, so to speak, which means the sap is going in that direction, the sap is going in that direction, the sap is going in that direction, the trees, the branches, it's all over the place. That's maybe very big, but it's not representative of the Yidden. We don't have varied interests, we don't have varied constituencies, we don't have varied places to go, it goes straight up. That's, that's one shot why the Lev Echad of a Lulav represents class, that's Rashi's shot. the Esrik is the Lev and the Lulav is the Shedra? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Shragi would be here, I'd say But no, you're right. The Ritva says, the Ritva says, a very interesting Zach, the Ritva says that a, a Lulav tree has no bark has no bark, which means what you see is what you get by a lulav tree. It's teichet kebare. When you have like an oak tree, so the outside is one appearance, you cut inside, it's like, it's like a different kind of wood, and you cut to the center, it's a third kind of wood. There's many kinds of appearance. It's not teichet kebare. So, so it represents that the heart of the tree maybe has different interests than it actually shows on the outside. A palm tree is mamish what you see is what you get. There's no bark that is different than the tree. And therefore, therefore that's why it represents, that's why it represents Klai. So that's why the Ritva says, that's why it's not called, we don't call a lulav in the Torah a lulav. We call it kapis tamar. It's, it's one chefza. It's the branch of the tamar tree. It's not a lulav. It is the tree. <coughs> Which means that's why it represents Klaisra. Klaisra is Teche Kibari. What you see is what you get. We don't do one thing and say another thing, think one thing and do another thing. That's why the Lulav tree represents Klaisra. Says the Gemara. We're not supposed to. Says the Gemara. Now we get to a real soon. Omar, Revihuda, Omar Shmuel. Says Revihuda in the name of Shmuel. Lulav Shiva, the Lulav is seven. Rashi says what this means is for brachas. That for the Lulav, you will make a different bracha every day. Every day is its own bracha. Lulav Shiva. Lulav is seven different brachas. Sukkah is one day. That doesn't mean that you sit in the sukkah one day. That's obviously not true. The says, that sukkah is teshu shivas yam. What it means is, it means that the sukkah is one day as far as brachas is concerned. You make your brach on the first day of sukkahs and you're good for the rest of the time. Yes, the brachas mitzvah. Yes. Now, my timer. Why? What's the difference? Lulav demifsiki leles miyamim. Lulav that the days are divided by the nights. Which means... Lulav is not one contiguous chiv. You become chayiv and lulav the first morning of sukkahs. Yes, you can do it all day. If you haven't done it in the morning, you can do it all day. But by shkia, game over. Game over. There is no mitzvah lulav from now till tomorrow morning. So it's, it's over. It's not one continuous mitzvah. It's the second day. You've got to make another bracha. It's not one long mitzvah. Sukkah, theoretically... If you do it right, you could stay in your sukkah for eight days straight, one mitzvah. You could eat, drink, sleep, and daven in the sukkah. 
and you could be in the sukkah for eight straight days. And you would be being Mikhaim, and you could hold your lula for eight straight days also, but you wouldn't be Mikhaim, being Mikhaim mitzvah at night. Whereas sukkah, you're being Mikhaim mitzvah at night, and even more than that, you're Mikhaim to at night. You can't say, oh, it's night, I can eat inside. Oh, it's night, I can sleep inside. You have to be in the sukkah straight. So says the Gemara, in the first opinion, which obviously we don't pass them like because it's very unfamiliar to us, but it's very, 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 very svaradik. That sukkah is one long mitzvah, so you make one long bracha, and you don't have to remake a bracha for the rest of the sukkahs. Lulav, you have to remake a bracha every morning. It's interesting that we don't pass them because it's not iser, is it? It's not iser, and it's not money. That's why it's neither. Oh, okay. We pass like Shmuel, Bedini, and Karav, Bisuri. This is like mitzvahs. And, and, that's only between Rab and Shmuel. Meaning, the way right. you would say it, the word would have been, halachik Shmuel l'chol makam. And we, that we don't say. Right. You know, or l'chol makam levar meisur. Right. So says the Gemara. I don't remember which, which one of the Rishanim and Chomish says, Aryeh, who's called Shmuel, Aryeh Melech. El Sar, but not by Yisur. Ah, very good. Um, says the Gemara like this. My time, a lulav, the mifsiki, miyamim, lulav, where the nights are divided from the days. Kol yuma mitzvah bape nafshe. Every day is its own mitzvah. Sukkah, doloy mifsiki, leilis miyamim. Sukkah, that the days are not divided from the nights. Kulohu shiva, all seven days. Kechad yuma arichadam are like one long day, and therefore you do not need and you're not allowed to make another bracha. Can we use this kavachemer the other way? No, we. I mean, we tried. We. You're 100 right. We shteltsu very good, very impressive. Um, that we shteltsu this kavachemer as to whether or not we could learn out lula from sukkah that it's seven days, including nights or not including nights. So we use this svar. But the facts remain. You can't do lulav at night. You could do sukkah at night. And therefore, they break for the bracha. Now, whether or not we can learn one thing out of the other one for chiyav at night, you're right. The Gemara played with it. But the fact is, there is a break by lulav, and therefore, that ends your bracha. And there's no break by sukkah, and therefore, your bracha doesn't end. You could have a break by sukkah, though. Because, right? Rains, rains, and then you have to go in, and then you got to restart. So, first of all, maybe. First of all, maybe. Second of all, could be that you're being Mekayim. We, we had two clairs then. It could be you're being Mekayim sook in the house by the rain. But, but everyone would and, and, and even, if, maybe not. And even if, yeah, that doesn't mean we should legislate a new bracha every day. If there's no rain, like in Eretz Yisrael, then there's no new bracha. You're saying in a weird circumstance. Well, I'm saying that if a guy became an Einan in the middle also. No, but I'm saying that the two stealth is that, that it's always that there's possibility by sukkah. That no, that's no, that's a, that's a separate case. But no, it is straight. The mitzvah is straight. If a person's a mitzvah, then he's a personal mitzvah. But a mitzvah, the mitzvah is straight. The mitzvah is your business. But that, means, but that means that I don't have a straight mitzvah. But that's not the tzura of the mitzvah. The tzura is built into the mitzvah. Yeah, it's, but the tzura of the mitzvah is without mitzvah. <laughs> mitzvah from Shabbos. Let me ask you a question. Keep Shabbos. Let me ask you a question. I read Stroll last year. Did anyone have to do mitzvah? No. So the tzura of the mitzvah 
That's what it is. That's what it is. So hot. That you're, you're, that's your business. But the, the, the sewer of the mitzvahs without without interruption. The sewer of the mitzvahs without interruption. It's, there's, why would you legislate? So how would you want the rule to work? You make a bracha I'm saying, do I, every is three it built, days? Is the built into every other mitzvah? If you would start, you don't have to. If I would start from Shabbos, then I can turn the air conditioning on? No. No, so you're asking the question, why is Sukkav Dim Mitzvah? So I'm saying, you see there's a difference. But, it is, but it's not built into the Tzur of the Mitzvah. How would you like the Takan of the Bracha to be because of Mitzvah? The Tzur of the Mitzvah is to have one long Mitzvah. You personally, Mitzvah? That's your thing. But it's not that it doesn't change the Tzur of the Mitzvah. Whereas, Lulav changes the Tzur of the Mitzvah. Here? Says him more like this. V'Rabba Barachana Amar, the opposite. Sukkah is Shiva. You make a bracha all seven days of Sukkah. Vilul of Yemechad, and you make one long bracha on Lulav. My timer. Why? Sukkah Dairaisa. Sukkah is Dairaisa, and therefore a Dairaisa, you make a bracha every time you do it. Sh- uh, therefore, Shiva. Lulav is Durabonan. Lulav is Durabonan, Sagile Biyaimechad. Lulav is Durabonan, you make a bracha one day. The Ritva learns, the Ritva says that Rabbi Yechanan holds, you don't make a bracha on a Durabonan. It's always an issue how do we make a bracha on a Durabonan? You know, when we say a bracha, we say, Baruch Atta Hashem, Hashem, you're the Makar of brachas, you fear the world. And then you say, Asher You made me haley because of your mitzvahs. Vitzivanu, and you told me, Lahaniach Tfilin. 100% true. Hashem told me to wear Tfilin. Asher Kedushanu Mitzvahisa, Vitzivanu, Leishavasukah. 100% true. Lishmaya, Kol Shaif, 100% true. Baloney. Lahatim Nershah Hanukkah? Behechad Tzivanu. It's not true. Hashem didn't teach us to do. That's his answer. Rebbeinu doesn't hold of it. Ritva. The Ritva says, the Ritva says that this Rebbeinu holds. And this, I mean, he is reading a Gemara. We know the other Gemara, but he is reading a Gemara. He says, "My timer." You can make a bracha on the first day, which is Dares, and no bracha on the Durabon. The Archlaner goes nuts. What does Sagila mean? So, so the way the Ritva, let's talk Maybe about that in a second. covers it for all the other days. Oh, oh, that's strange. You, you said the Archlaner's Tarets. But let's just say the Archlaner's Kasha, it's Machaiva Tarets. The Archlaner has the biggest bomb ever. We had one blot ago. Arav, Rabbi Yechanan Omar Yisod Nevi'im, Rabbi Shubin Levi Omar Minig Nevi'im. Zot Rashi, Nafkemina for bracha. Rabbi Yechanan holds Vibaltet Yisod Nevi'im. You make a bracha. Rabbi Yechanan says, so now listen, if you want to ditch Rashi's Nafkemina, Taisis did, you're entitled to, but at least in Rashi Shita, at least in Rashi Shita, the Gantzer of Yechanan, of the Teretz of Yisayid Nevi'im, is that you make a bracha on the Drabonim. So what are you talking about, Ritva? In Rashi, you're wrong. Rabbi Yechanan says you do make a bracha on the Drabonim, and 
Like, all of you were very nervous. And well, nice. we never heard of anyone arguing on that Gemara and Shabbos. We never heard of anyone arguing that you can make a brach on a Durabonim. So why are you doing that? So the Archaner says, you're Teretz. The Archaner says that Avana we make a brach on the Durabonim. And if we would have a pure Durabonim, like Hanukkah, we'd make a bracha. But if there is a Durabonim attached to Dairaisa, then it, we would take the bracha on the Dairaisa and allow it to carry through the Mitzvah Durabonim. Because if it's attached to the Dairaisa, of course it's much more comfortable to make the bracha on the Dairaisa and then have it carry through for a Durabonim. So I mean like this, if you tell me I have to make a bracha on the Durabonim, I'll make a bracha on the Durabonim. That is the truth. We do make a bracha on the Durabonim. But if we could attach it to Dairaisa, like this Gemara is saying, let's do that. And let's make one bracha on the beginning. And let's keep it through the end. So the Gemara's answer, like the Arach Laner, slightly different than the Ritva, is like this. Sulka, which is Dairaisa, Dairaisas require a new bracha every day. Lulav is Durabonim. And although we do make a bracha on a Durabonim, no one's questioning that. Although we do make a bracha on the Durabonin, it still is acceptable to say we make one bracha the first day and then we make no brachas afterwards because we made the bracha on the Dairaisa part and we didn't make the bracha on the Durabonin part. Would that apply to the second night of Pesach? Like on Achilles Mata? So you're, you're shelling to Sveika de Yuma to Vade Durabonin. So what is second day? Second day is like the so the second day of Pesach. We pretend it's the first day all over. So you're saying so the third day, Pesach. So right? Exactly. It would not be there Exactly. Yes, that's something. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Kiyosu Ravan of Rabbi Yechanan, when Ravan came in the name of Rabbi Yechanan, he said something that'll be very familiar to us. Echad zeh, the echad zeh shiva, both lulav. And sukkah, you make a bracha all seven days. And as we know, seven days doesn't mean seven days. It means every time. Every time you go on the sukkah, you make a new bracha. When it says seven days, that means every, you can at least make it once a day. If you, stay, if you stay in the sukkah straight, you could still make it once a day. If you leave the sukkah and come back, you can make it six times a day. Not Lulav. Lulav, you could only be Yaitse once. Me the Agbe Nafakbe. You know, we even have a problem. You're Yaitse before you want to be Yaitse. Yes. Yeah, Bracha is every time you're Yaitse. Says the Gemara, Kiyasa Rabban, Amar Bechan, and Echad Zev Echad Shiva. Omar Rab Yosef, Nikait, the Rabba Barbachana Biyotra, take Rabba Barbachana Shita in your hands. Now, Rabba Barbachana was the one that said, Sukkah 7. Lul of one, Rashi learns that to mean sukkah seven, not as opposed to lulav being one. Lulav is also seven. But as he's saying, take that, rather than the first sheet that says you make one bracha on lulav and one bracha only, one bracha on sukkah and one bracha only, take that sheet that you can make seven brachas on sukkah. But of course you can make seven brachas on lulav also. That's what the Gemara means to say. Nekait de Rabbah Take Rabbah Barbachana in your hands. Everyone held of him by sukkah and says you can make a bracha seven days in a row by sukkah. And that's where our halacha comes from. That we have this psak by sukkah, you can make a bracha every day and every time on sukkah. 
And we also take this sheet of Elulav, you can make a bracha every single time Elulav, which is something that even the first sheet agreed with. So we make a bracha every single time on Lulav and every single time on Sukkah, and that is where our halacha comes from. Both are Rabbanah. Both are Rabbanah. And both are Rabbanah. is what he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of them say, and they will suck the sound of it. Six, seven days, right. And the both. And nothing met Rabbanah does. I mean, we don't have That's not what Rabbi Rabbanah is saying, Rabbi Echon said. Yeah, but look at the Gemara's psalms. The Gemara comes in Besoka. So it take the part what he said, Rabbi Echon, Besoka, which is the main thing he was arguing on. Take that and go with it. That's what, that's what it means. Which I'm going to hold against. Uh, you have to take his word for it. No, 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 no. It is 